Welcome back. How you doing? I'm uh, ready for summer. How about you? Me too. I'm hearing the birds chirping every morning. It's making me so excited for spring. What is with the birds chirping in the almost middle of winter? They're Close excited. They're ready. They're ready. Just as ready as we are. <laughs> Week 11. What are we talking about today? Uh, I've been thinking a lot about music lately. Yeah, it's super impactful. has a lot of different, um, you know, meanings and attitudes to music, and you can use it in so many different ways. Do you remember the first song that really made an impact on your life? Or I can remember the first 45 that I bought in probably 1972 for probably 89 cents, 99 cents, and it was the Carpenters Sing. The Carpenters. Love that. No, I can't. I can't remember the first thing I bought. I mean, I'm, a, I'm the generation where um, we started downloading music, like MP3s. Is that what they're called? So I think my first CD that like was for me and that I like loved was Hilary Duff. And she was also the first concert I ever went to. She killed it. Yes. Was that uh, Lizzie McGuire? What was the? Um, no, it was. I think it was like 2004. I know, I know it was 2004 because this was like a changing moment in my life. Um, love Hillary Duff and her sister Haley Duff, who's older than her. She opened. And then I was like, oh my God, I love Haley Duff, the underdog. So then I just became all for Haley Duff. But yeah, 2004, I went with um, my two sisters and then my parents. And we had like shitty ass, like nosebleed seats, but it was. A good ass time. And we were like, I remember looking across like from where we were sitting. I think it was the Delta Center at the time. And um, across from where we were sitting were like window seats. So they were like not um, like in the stadium, you know, but they like were there. Were they box seats? Yeah. Well, the luxury boxes. Yeah. And so we were like convinced Hillary Duff was there, like walking back and forth. And we like had binoculars and we were just staring. Sure. She was there. We just loved it so much. It was so exciting. Um, but yeah, I think she was my first um, CD and then my first concert, Hillary Duff. So you did have CDs then? You had compact yeah. Discs. Yeah. I had Cheetah Girls on CD and I had like a really old, um, I was going to say a Walkman, but those are not CD players. Those are like radios. Um, what were the first portable, I guess, portable CD player? There was a portable CD player. Yeah. There was portable cassette players. Yeah, I had a portable CD player and I used to listen to Shania Twain. My mom's Shania Twain CD. So that's that's yeah. our engineer. That's he was in love with Shania Twain. Uh, Noah, Noah just was all Noah. over that. Yeah, I was all about Shania Twain. And the cheetah print. Maybe that was like cheetah print, Shania Twain, and then Cheetah Girls. And maybe that's where I got my like cheetah animal obsession. So you're most of the stuff you're talking about is like the people. Yeah. And not so much the music. So is there totally. A bit- yeah. I mean, that was like my first introduction. But I think the first music that moved me or like changed or impacted me were bands that are not mainstream. You know, they, they're not really in the public eye or they don't really get that public attention. They are just more for putting out music that feels for them and then kind of having that falling that resonates with that. Yeah. We, if you didn't hear it on the AM dial, you didn't, you never knew what it was. And then once you heard it, you had to wait hours for it to come back again because they didn't just play it, you know, 15 times in an hour. And then 
you'd buy the 45 and you, you couldn't carry your record player with you because there was no portable record player. So your mom and dad buy you a little portable one that's got this cheap ass speaker on it, but it was mm. awesome. Yeah. And so the, I, my first CD player that I bought, portable CD player, I bought in 1986 and it was a Sony Discman. And I think I paid 250 bucks. That would have been- for one of those tiny things? Yeah, a little tiny. It was a brick too. It was heavy, but it was, you know, it was probably Yeah, they're like thick and yeah. like the it opened up the top. Mm-hmm. I had that I think that's what I had. Yeah, it was 250 bucks. So it was about 600 bucks in today's money. And my little sister had it for a long time, but that was when the CD came out, that was great cuz then you you could carry more with you. Yeah. But who would have thought that an iPhone could carry every single song that I had on my 45s? Yeah. I mean, I had an iPod Shuffle, like the first generation that was like the size of a gum, like a gum stick. And I remember like everyone was tripping about the, the iPod shuffle because you could fit like 142 songs or something, <laughs> you know, and you would have to pick like curate the best 142 song playlist. So you could like randomly skip and you'd have to like memorize the numbers of like where they were at so you could click to it. Maybe that was just me. <laughs> 142 songs. We used to we used to go on car trips all the time and have to pick what CDs we were going to bring. So we had to put it either in the CD case carrier, yeah, or they came out with those little sheets, ones that you stick the CD. Yes, in. and then you can like turn the pages. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't like not having the booklet because it had the words, or you yeah. could read it while you were driving mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, music was very powerful in my family. My mother, every single night, she would play on the record player her her LPs, her thirty three and a thirds, and it would stack up. I think like eight to 10 on there. And so we grew up with Carpenters, John Denver, Mac Davis, Glenn Campbell. Oh my gosh. Nat King Cole. Um, the, her favorite was um, Johnny Mathis. Mm. And so we listened to that. Mom would play that nightly. And I loved falling to sleep to music. So it's it started at a young age because of, of parents. So it was like a family oriented activity for you guys yeah yeah and my dad never listened to the radio if we went to work with him to see over to cbs or something it would always be talk radio and and then on the way home it'd always be um like mystery theater it'd be kcbs's replays of old serials that they played on on uh on the radio back before they had tv and so he would listen to that on the way home so that was good too. I just, I don't find those to be as exciting as, as music, but music has always just been a big, big part of me. When I went through my divorce, the first thing I grabbed was my speakers, my tuner and my CDs. And You're I like, I'm taking that with me. It's I didn't want anything else because the music I just been collecting for years. We still have all our CDs, but now with Spotify, it's just, it's crazy that you can just, I don't know how much we pay a month, but we all yeah. have it. And who cares? Because it, it, it has whatever you want. My I do a list for every year now. And my 2021 playlist is already up to like 60 songs. Oh, wow. And it's just stuff, new stuff that I hear that I like. And then I, I put in there. And so there, there's just something about music. And I'm not quite sure what it is. I mean, I grew up in a club, which is like a weird thing to say. And sometimes I forget like that even happened. But my brother was a DJ when he was like 15. For a club, it was called DJ Johnny D's, and it was in Corning, New York, and like they had this big section of the mall for the club, and so it, that was like perfect because they had all that parking, like mall parking lot, and then you could go out to the food court or something, like if it was early enough, you know, it was a really fun experience. So I kind of grew up having those 
those um, like musical moments in a way because like my brothers would spend so much time listening to music and trying to find new music or um, you know, just like at home after the club ended and we moved to Utah, like we would have the DJ system set up in the basement. So having the DJ system was a really cool like experience for me growing up because I was able to have that connection to music. But besides like having that really big connection with the DJ system, my family didn't have like musical experiences. Like we weren't instrument players and we didn't like go to concerts or anything like as a family. So it's kind of interesting to see I just was like thinking just now how it's ironic how we kind of like bonded over music like in the earlier years and then as we grew up we kind of just all went our separate ways you talk about music in the home my mom played the piano and she taught piano and it was nice to hear her play in the evenings also my sister played the piano I have always sucked at music I have no rhythm and no time but I love 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 to listen to it and Twyla and I, we've been watching late at night. I've been turning on live things and watching some old Eagles from the seventies and even Eagles from the two thousands watching, uh, I'm trying to think who else we saw. We've, we've done Chicago and sticks and all these groups that we grew up with and it, Oh, Hall and Oates too. And it's just, it's just weird how it can pull you from where you are now to where you were then. And we're talking, like if, if I listen to We've Only Just Begun by the Carpenters, that's 1969, 1970 maybe. And we had just moved to Agora, Oak Park. And I can remember hearing that song and, and being outside as a kid playing in the dirt there at the new house. And I'm six years old, and I can still see that. And that song is just, has brings so many memories back. It just even thinking about it right now is just being flooded with memories. Yeah, I have songs that do the exact same for me. And there's some positive ones, but there's a lot of negative. I wouldn't say negative, but songs that remind me of an unhappy or like an unpleasant time in my life. So I'm a really big fan of One Republic. I think like my two favorite artists in the world are Demi Lovato and then just the band One Republic as a whole, just the music that they put out. Ryan Tedder is like the lead um, singer and songwriter for One Republic, but he writes a lot of songs for other um, artists as well, like Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez, Beyonce, Katy Perry, like a bunch of people. But the music that they were putting out um, in their earlier days, their very first album, Dreaming Out Loud, it was an album I played on my first iPod Touch, like back to back when I was super depressed in Texas or when I had mono. And so I can't, there's certain songs that I just can't go back and listen to because it reminds me of that really dark, deep place that I was in. So, I mean, it's been a couple years. I could probably go back and listen to them at this point and be more okay with it. But there's like a specific song on that album. It's called Come Home. And I just, I can't, I can't listen to it. Every time I listen to it, I just like want to bawl my eyes out and I just can't do it. Yeah, with we're so far removed from our, our teenage years or from those those tough times, you know, that when there's not any song that I can't listen to except that if it was overplayed and I, I just don't want to hear it anymore. But I, you know, when I was going through all my crap and stuff, the one thing I would do is I would take two speakers cause we didn't have money for headphones and I would just stick them right next to my head and I'd lay on the floor and I'd listen to air supply. And oh that, that was my, that was my depression music. Yeah, I can see that air supply for sure. But it's all love songs, which is funny. But they're it. like smoother like low rhythm, you know, like they don't have like a fast tempo. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I would lay there for hours and just, you know, either have the tape machine going or the record player going. And you'd think somebody would have figured it out. But music. It's, it's amazing how much it can impact you in a positive or a negative way. Like there's certain songs that I will hear and you just hear it one time. And you're like, oh, my God, this is the best song I've ever heard. And then you just love it and it just gets you up and moving. I can't think of the song, but it's called JRJR. It's by JRJR. And it's not good old days. It's a different song by them. It's not the one with SpongeBob or whatever. No. No, that's AJR. Oh, AJR. Yeah. And they might pronounce it Junior Junior. I don't know. I feel like it's JRJR. Um, shoot, what is it called? Oh my gosh, it's so good. But the first time I heard it was actually like on a viral video. And it's this guy who went around just, I don't know, like hundreds of um, places, different locations, probably you know, dozens of countries and he would just dance with random people. Like he would teach them like a 10 to 15 second snippet, like a little dance routine. And then he put together this huge long video of him just basically transitioning through all of these different places with all these different people and the smiles on these random strangers faces when they get to be a part of this 10, 15 second dance routine and to this song. And like by the end of it, like you start crying 10 to 15 seconds in because it's such a beautiful experience to have with this song and the music. But then there's also the flip side where, you know, that Come Home song by One Republic, like it, it brings up that, again, I don't want to say negative, but it brings up that harder emotion, that sadness, or I just, I love how music can be so versatile and help you in so many different ways or impact you in so many different ways. Yeah. We were listening to a song by Illinium or Illinium one time. And I told, I told Noah, I said, I don't like this song. It was just too hardcore. And then it was must have been like four o'clock in the morning and I'm listening to it again. I forgot. And I said, Oh, I just love the song. And Noah's like, Don't you remember, Dad? You didn't like it before. And I said, I don't think I understood it. And it just it hits me different because I'm not really big into screamo. I'm not really big into hardcore rap. But if they've got the right notes or the right sound or the right emotion behind it, I can I can buy into it. Big time. I always said right. I'd never listen to rap. I said, no way. Now oh. it's like, you got to have some rapping on some of the music. And I'm still more of a pop kind of guy. Yeah. Know? I mean, I love rap. Like my brothers, I love Eminem. Like I have an obsession with Eminem. Marshall Mathers, like someday I'm going to meet him. It's going to be so amazing. But I I just grew up listening to like what my brothers were listening to. So I grew up listening to like Tech 9 Tupac, Eminem. And so like I, or like Outkast, you know? And so I have a lot of like different music tastes. I love rap, but like my personal taste is like pop or like alternative rock, like Walk the Moon, One Republic, Young the Giant. Those are some of my favorite bands, like Walk the Moon, such beautiful songs, Shut Up and Dance With Me. Like it's just so easy. And every time you hear it, it makes you want to get up and move. Like that is my song with my sister, Sarah. We love that song. It's just so fun. It's hard today too, because there's so many different artists out there and, and hanging out with Noah and he's got me into this, I don't know if it's electronic music, but kind of EDM type stuff. And I really just enjoy it because they're all a bunch of indie artists and they're not making tons of money and they're making great music and they're doing some really creative things with uh, electronics. I do miss the guitars. Guitars. We watch a guy on YouTube named Rick Beato. I don't know how to say his name, but he's a musician. Just, just amazing. And he's an old rocker. And he's, I think he's a year older than I am, but he'll get up there and see the top, he'll play the top 10 songs on Spotify. And some of them are just not within his genre, but he's just listening for the beauty of the music 
and the beauty of the runs and the notes and the chords. And then he points it out. And I just love that. And I love how the music can do that for you. And again, it's just, it's always been a part of my life. You talked about your first concert. My first concert was actually Air Supply. <laughs> oh my gosh, yay. It was, cool. in, it was in Utah and I came up with some friends. And the funny thing is Twilight was at that same concert, but we didn't no know each other. And way. that would have been like 1982 or 83. Yeah. So it was, it was a long time ago. And then I, I didn't go anything till a few years later. And I've only been to a few, like Chicago, Kansas, Def Leppard, Journey, sticks so it's all the old groups and then we, we've seen amy grant and yanni and and dan fogelberg and who oh kelly oh, clarkson Kelly Clarkson, yeah we saw her up here just when Merritt was opening up mm. but then when i was growing up i used to hang out with dad at cbs and we got to watch yeah. sunny and share live Glenn oh my Campbell, god no way tina turner stop it yeah at the paul what was his name paul might have been a Paul Lynch show. Oh, Andy Williams, um, Carol Burnett. Sometimes they would do singing and everything else. And then I've gotten to work on a couple of Bob Dylan videos, no doing audio. Way. I worked with Michael Jackson on a Pepsi Cola commercial. I remember you telling us that at Merritt. Oh man! And that, you, you want to talk about sound? Oh my gosh! And then I, I, I don't. We, we used to do Cinco de Mayo celebrations in East LA with some of the best mariachi bands you've ever heard in your life. Just great, great Latino music. And so I've been able to see and do a lot of things. And I think the big thing is, is just when, when we talked this weekend, letting people know that sometimes you got to find something in your life when it's, when it's hard. And music is something that does it for me that seems to really, really help out. And I really appreciate all these artists and I wish there was a way to, to tell them. And I wish that some of them weren't such pains in the ass too, but you know, it's the public that makes them popular. And without your public, you're you're nobody. But yeah. then the public gets crazy. Oh my gosh, they get crazy. But music can just calm the soul. And and it doesn't matter what you listen to. It's whatever is, it's going to touch your heart, touch your soul. And I don't even know what the soul means, but. Right. I mean, there's some days where the music I listen to needs to be, um, it needs to have like a theme or a mood. Like there's um, ACDC is like my go-to bad bitch music. <laughs> you know, like Back in Black, Thunderstruck, um, Hell's Bells. Like all, I can listen to all of those and just like fucking go. Like I just love it, you know, so much. But then there's days where I need to listen to my my thought provoking and emotion emotional music like one republic or young the giant like those ones anytime you listen to it are just amazing and i've seen them both in concert and they are just so good ryan tedder live is like sensational he is like no other if you ever have a chance to see ryan tedder like his voice is just amazing and the music they put out like they talk about um, anxiety and, you know, having to deal with just life struggles or insomnia and all of the music that they just put out is just, it's so good. Yeah. ACDC is our high school years. And so, really? were, yeah, oh, so my God. they were basically new back then. And so you're talking about songs we heard fresh, those, oh, all those songs fresh on the radio. I just, I'm so jealous. Like I queen rolling stones. Like I am such a, people are always like really surprised when I put on ACDC or rolling stones or, um, clear, 
I was going to say Creek Water Clearance. Clarence or mm, oh my Credence. God. Yes, there we go. I can't. CCR. Yes, CCR. That's the easy way to say it. Um, anytime I put those on, I just like want to get in my car, window down, top down, you know, and like bump the beats. Like having the option to go out and have this so many different kinds of music. And I just, I'm so grateful for the artists that put out this music and they put themselves on the line. Like, especially when you're doing something really emotional or something that people are not going to agree with, you know, for example, Demi Lovato, when she came out with her song, Commander in Chief, like a lot of people were just like, girl, shut up. What are you doing? Like, you're not going to be like selling any music this way. Like, what are you doing? And she just was like, I'm not here to sell music. This is how I feel. And this is what I do. Like, this is how I express myself. So I'm going to express myself. And I don't think that song did very well, but that was not the point for her. It was to, to you know, share her voice, to share her expression and hopefully make a difference or to call awareness to a topic. Yeah, Demi, I think what you're saying there too, is in the industry, you always have to do what everybody else wants you to do. Yeah. And she's saying, finally, I'm doing what I want to do. Taylor Swift is another one with yes. her last out, last Love two Taylor albums, Swift. maybe. I know. Just randomly, she's like, I don't have a lot going on. Boom, boom, album, album. Yeah, and it's, and it's all, and she's getting political too. And she's just saying, you know what? This is me. This is what I'm singing about. And you talk about Ryan Tedder from One Republic, and he's on a show called Songland. Yes. Oh my God. And he's just, he's just an amazing human. But I like the older One Republic. The newer stuff is getting a little more, more poppy or like mainstreamy. Yeah. Um, I, the fur, their first two albums, I think like their first one has Apologize and Come Home. And their second album has like Good Life, Marching On, Secrets, All the Right Moves. Like that one is really good. Their second album is like, their sweet spot but i don't know i love them all like um their third i think it's their third album native that one has like um counting stars which was way overplayed love that song but that one also has like i lived and um preacher are they the ones that sing about kids something about kids kids yeah that's so there's that's, two um, on their fourth album i think which is oh my my um, and then they just basically were like, we don't want to like do albums anymore. We just want to come out with music when we want to. We don't want to be limited, which is like another thing they're kind of doing on their own, like Demi Lovato, where they're just like, we don't want to have to wait to have 12 to 15 songs to put on an album when we want to release a song. We're just going to start releasing it. And so they started doing that. And they have like a bunch of just awesome singles that have no like album, but they just are out there. Yeah, they're taking care of themselves, which it's it's about time because these kids are talented. And I say yeah. kids because they, they're young enough to be my kids. They are, but they're like Ryan Tedder, I think, is like almost 40. Oh, so, no. Yeah. He so looks you would really have young. had to have him really young. <laughs> 16. Yeah. 17. Um, are you a Linkin Park fan? I am. My brother, John, um, was a friend of Chester. So I, yes, I'm a fan of Linkin Park and I'm very, very sad that Chester is gone. Yeah, Chester. So one of the artists, I don't remember his name. Is, is from Agora High, where I went to high school. Oh, wow. And um, I don't remember where Chester was from, but Chester is, I wish that, I mean, I, I'm older than him, like, again, on this one, and I wish I could just walk up to him and just say, I'm here, but you're in my head. And his lyrics are so much of what I think. And I always tell people, if you want to know who I am, just listen to Linkin Park. And I actually have written like 53 lyrics in the last year. And I have one called Lincoln Park, and it's just dedicated to him, them. And it's just saying, you know, take me to the park because oh, that's where I want to be because they that. understand me. They know me. I don't remember yeah. what the lyrics are. I don't, I don't memorize them, but it, it was all that it was a, an homage or whatever you call it, homage to, to Chester and his strength and his courage. And I, I believe he's a strong, courageous man. And 
nobody's walked his path, but his music's going to live on forever and people are going to understand and, and appreciate that. So I'm, I'm grateful to that band for what they've done. And they're a modern band and they get pretty hardcore too. So, I mean, that's yeah. like my hardest core stuff. I yeah. I was going to say, I, there's some screamo, you know, in the Lincoln park and, um, what's it called? Burn, burn in, burn up. I don't know. It's like burn something from one of their albums. And I was listening to that, like through my headphones and then um, it like goes to the screamo part and my dad like you could hear the screamo part through the headphones and it was like when we were driving to mirror it so like years ago and he was like what what is going on turn it down <laughs> so I always have like a funny connection to Lincoln Park but Chester was so vulnerable like he really put himself on the line with his music and it was such so unique because I feel like with that type of genre um, I mean I guess they do have a lot of um, like more serious, like um, red jumpsuit apparatus. I think is another good example. Like they have some screamo and they talk about some serious things. But I do feel like he put himself on the line. And I agree with you. Like his music, his music is going to live on, and it makes such a difference. And we watched, we watched a Queen special or something, and just just to know that Freddie Mercury was just a few years away from not a cure, but a way to live right. longer from AIDS, and we lost a talented individual but his music again lives on when lives you watch on. adam lambert singing with them oh my gosh it's amazing but then you watch brian mays and you're going like look at the difference in just their ages but they come together and and brian understood that adam was it it nothing else he was it and i love that that he could figure out that this is what they needed from these guys that are probably born in the 50s yeah to this kid that's born in the 90s yeah and they they made it work and they tried it with other musicians other artists and it just didn't work but adam adam has that that showmanship that so you're, ta Eddie, you're talking Freddie about had. um adam taking um freddie's place in yes. queen just yeah. so people know yeah yes yes exactly uh, to watch i can't remember what it was called it was either farm aid or it, it was something that happened in 1985 not it's live aid live aid live aid and that's when when uh freddie just killed it he was he was doing great already with all the teens and stuff but he oh, just yeah. he all of a sudden it. just opened it up yeah that was that was i watched that thing live from start to finish i know my dad said that too and i was like i hate you <laughs> my dad actually he, he was never into it, but i remember watching some of it with my dad too and he you know he, it's it was part of his field being it's an sensational audio man. like you don't have to be a fan of the music to you know to be in that moment and to experience its power yeah like it's it's just so unreal yeah yeah it's uh, our kids listen to a lot of 80s a lot of 70s and i think it's just because of what we listen to and i almost i wish people could have been around during that time because music today i think is really good i love it i yeah it's so different it's that's it's, the, it's different way different but bring the guitars back bring me electric guitars bring me the piano or like i i love the one republic because they'll use strings you know, and they have the piano and they have the guitar and then they'll have, you know, like the electronic stuff, like the synthesizers and all that. You know, it's like they can bring it all together. I love that they do that. And again, with Young the Giant, Young the Giant uses a lot of different instruments. But I love and like ACDC or Queen where they just like, well, just like fucking go, you know, like Freddie's like, let's bring in the organ. You know, <laughs> it's like, OK, sure. Well, think about his music. You go from from pop to rock to opera, opera. to classical love it love his journey and it's all written by them so they're just they were so fucking talented oh my and like i said just to 
just to hear that those songs when they first come out, like another one bites the dust. I can just remember Duke, being in high school. Duke will sing that. I sing that all the time. Like he, when I'm just cleaning or something, another one bites dust. <laughs> and so Duke will do that now. Like we'll be walking and he'll kick a rock and then another one bites dust. And he, he it's so cute. And I love that he's singing this because he's five years old. And how old is that song? Older than me. That's 1981, I think. Yeah. Older than me. And I'm carrying this. I'm just lifting up the next generation. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> I was watching the Eagles and just seeing them sing, but it's it's we're watching these groups and it's like, okay, Glenn Fry, he's dead. We'd watch we'd watch uh, Paul Davis, he's dead. Dan Fogelberg, he's dead. And it and we've lost Tom Petty and we've lost Prince and we've lost Michael Jackson and we've lost and we've lost and we've lost. And it's just so terrible that we I didn't get to see them live, but. You know, I'll I'll take it on YouTube. I'll take it on Vimeo or whatever it is, and I'm I'm so glad that they've got it. So some of the stuff we were watching was so old you could tell it was recorded on video cassette, yeah. and it was so hard to see. But I, I don't care. I could hear. Yeah, that even if you can't see or it's not that exceptional quality where you have like the 4K ultra curved TV. <laughs> you know, you still have that impact of the music. It's still you can feel it in your bones. You still get those that goosebumps or, you know, that little tingling that starts at the top of your head when you like listen to a song for the first time and you're just like, oh my God, this is my song. And it just like rolls through your body, those goosebumps or that like shiver spiritual feeling. Like you don't have to be there in person to experience the, to experience that. And I love that for COVID-19 world, you know, like we are stuck and I miss live concerts. Like I mentioned, I've seen one, one Republic, you know, and um, Hot Shell Ray, like way back when they were super small. I won tickets to Hot Shell Ray like three different times <laughs> and on the radio and like We the Kings, like when it's a really small intimate and then you have like the big arenas where it's like Demi Lovato and G.J. Khaled or Hillary Duff and you have those big, huge stadiums. And we don't we didn't get to do that for this entire year because of COVID-19. And I love that they are finally finding a way to bring that to us where like I watched a virtual Young the Giant concert in November and it was like supreme like because they got up like right next to their faces and they showed them like picking at the guitar when it's like one of those super complex moments in the song. And it's just it's a whole new experience of a live show and we don't get to be there and that sucks but i'm just so grateful that we have like the technology and that we still have the people who are like we're going to get this out to you guys we know how important it is and like how much it does impact you they need to turn the old outdoor stadiums or they, they just need to turn old fields into like drive-ins and yes. just let us drive our cars in there and then yes. we could stay that social distancing and we could have the concert yes. we could sit on the top of our cars just like the old days i'm here for it i'm here for it um, I think that would be so fun because then you can just like open up your trunk and you bring your own food and then it can't charge you $9 for a beer. <laughs> you bring your own beer. B-I-O-B. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, you have barbecue, whatever. But I, I, I saw that with something with the inauguration or whatever. It's like, that's what they need to do. If this continues on, this, this pandemic continues on, come on, let's use our smarts. Let's get people outside in the summertime. USANA is an out, outside theater. Yeah, I it's love It's a beautiful USANA. theater. It's a really great one. I don't know. Hopefully they fixed the road because we missed, we only got three of Journey songs because we sat in the traffic for so long and then we had Def Leppard right after that. Uh, I was so mad. Oh and the God. Journey, it was it was before this this gentleman that sings with him now, but the singer before him, it might've been two singers before him. He was good. He sounded a lot like Steve Perry. Oh. Their singer now though. Doesn't. Panita, I can't remember his name. He, oh, 
gives me chills at how much he sounds like Stephen Perry, but he puts his own little flair on it too, which mm, is good. Love that. And I like when they can do that because I can't go see Sticks because that was my band. That was my band. And these guys have gone a bunch of times. I'm like, no, if Dennis DeYoung is not there, I don't want to hear. And Tommy Shaw's always there and James Young is always there. And one of the, the drummer, he's passed away, but his brother still plays for him. The Panzano, I never can say his name right, brothers. And I just, I can't, I cannot hear that group unless it's all of them together. But I can hear Chicago without Peter Cetera. I can hear Journey without mm. Steve Perry. But I, I lived and died by sticks. And I, I ran my tapes into the ground, had to buy new tapes. And I just had as many of their tapes as I could. So that was super impactful, that. Yeah, sticks with Babe, with Come Sail Away. And you could change. You could have you could have a, a ballad or you could have a rock and roll song like or Kiss. something in between. What was that Kiss song? Beth. Yes. There it is. Yeah, it was, I remember you played it. You played it at school one time and you're like, if anyone can name this song, I'll give you an extra two points on the test. And you played it in like two seconds. I was like, Beth. I knew funny, it. funny because it was two points. And I, I, it's not like I needed the two points, but I was like, I'm getting those two points. I knew it, and no one else knew it, so it was well-deserved. That was 1975, 1976, somewhere in there. And Kiss is not one of my favorite bands, but that song is one it's of my favorite one. songs. It's a good one, yeah. It's a ballad that just, it. ballads speak to me. I like the slow, sappy love songs. Oh, for sure. And I don't know why, because I'm not a real, what do you call it? Like romantic? Yeah, I'm not a romantic at all. But you are when it comes to music. music. I was going to say, when it comes to your soul. Okay, so what's, what's your, it's it's a sunny day, it's it's a summer day, it's a first ninety degree day. What are you gonna listen to? Heavenly day by Patty Griffin. Heavenly day, Patty Griffin. Um, listen to it if you're inside. Open your windows, let the wind in. You know, just like take a deep breath. It is by far the best welcome to sunshine song. It is perfect. Okay, how about a welcome to fall? Um. Ooh, something by Mumford and Sons because they are very like fall. They're like my fall music or like Florence and the Machine or um, Folklore by Taylor Swift. That's very fall. Are you a Brandon Urie fan? I can't think of yes, a Yes, I get the disco. Yeah, yeah. Wait, when you said um, Florence and the Machine, I think Cambria has been to Florence and the Machine oh and God. Panic. But Brandon Urie oh. is another one of those guys that's like top he's, of Yeah, the world. he's amazing. I would love to go see Panic at the Disco. I tried to go see them in UVU a couple years ago, but like they just kept selling out. Um, and then I, I almost went and saw Florence and the Machine because Lizzo was opening up for Florence and the Machine. This was like three to four years ago before Lizzo was like everywhere. And I was like just starting to get into Lizzo. And I was like, I need to go. And I was going to go with Ariel. You know Ariel, but we ended up not being able to go. I think I think Cambria saw Florence the Machine up at Salt Lake at the old the old whatever it's called. I bet they're Salt amazing. Air. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. So what's your heavenly or what? Yeah, what's your heavenly day song? Going outside in the sunshine, ready to spring, ready for summer. What is it? Summer is going to be probably some Hollow Notes. Okay, I feel that. I see. Like my my sticks music for me is more like. In the winter time, for some reason, is what yeah. I what I think of. But summertime is going to be hollow notes, tears for fears, some Asia. Wait, um, it's tears for fears. Shout, shout yeah, yeah. Let uh -huh. it all out. Okay. Yeah. As, so, like now, I'm having a hard time thinking of all the names of the song. But there's one song that I like to play with the windows rolled down, driving over Canaan Road. Um, 
I can hear the song in my you head, but it. I can't, I can't remember what it's it. called. And, and I used to know all the names. And like today, I don't know any of the names of any of the songs because Brain there's fire. so many of them. And you don't have to worry about it because yeah. you just tell Siri, hey, play something from, you know, from Tears to Fears. Or you like on Spotify, I love that it has like their top five most popular songs or like top five albums. I love that. The Daily some, Mix. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or like, here's your new music or Discover Weekly. That's what it is. Oh my gosh. Obsessed. I love it. I have like just discovered so many new artists, like artists I've never even heard of. Like I try and Google them and they are non-existent, but they're on Spotify and they're amazing. Yeah. We've, we've got like Claire Ridgely and Run and um, Annika Wells. Griffin. No idea who these people are. Yeah. They, they, there's all these artists that are indie artists. Yeah. And they're just amazing. There's seven lions or something. I mean, just there. I keep looking at Noah because he's he's into that more. And he but, nods. He always he always makes eye contact and then nods <laughs> like you're on the right track. You're on the right track. But yeah, I mean, here we are in two different two different worlds, grew up in two different times, but yet the music still speaks the same. Yeah. I mean, music speaks to everyone. We've said before, math is a universal language, but I think you could argue music is up there too. Yeah. Beach Boys too, I'd have to say. Oh my God. Beach Boys. I, I forgot about the Beach Boys. My, I think I listened to like Queen and ACDC and things like that because of my dad, but I, he was never a Beach Boys fan. Thank goodness. I'm not a Beach Boys person. Oh, I love him. The nice thing in our house too is we've always been open to music. So when the kids played the music, we played, we, we had them play. My parents... They didn't like it, but they never told us to. We didn't really have it that. loud, but we always we get in the car and it's just like, all right, kids, you know, Bluetooth it, play whatever you want to play because we want to hear what what they're playing. Right. And like there were so many times when I was like, I wish you would listen to this, you know, like in the car, like, listen, please, because you as a teenager, you don't want to say this is what's going on in my life. But you'll like post a song, especially on social media and hope that someone listens to it and knows like what you what knows what you mean or how you feel. So I love that you said that. And then you guys let your kids have that like open expression in your household because anytime we played music that we liked, like one of my siblings would make fun of it or my dad would critique their fucking voice. I'm like, are, I'm sorry. Are you an expert? Are you a vocal coach? No, be quiet. You don't need to be like doing this, degrading Demi Lovato, one of the best fucking singers of her generation. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And listen to her isolate it too. Her vocals are amazing. Amazing. Her runs. She just, oof, does we, it. We were talking about that also that, so I don't know how it is today because I don't pay enough attention, but back in the day, the way that you made money was you had to tour yeah, to get into the studio. And in today's world, I think it's opposite or it doesn't matter. And so like you had to have, so when you listen to the Eagles live, there's, they didn't have, they didn't have, uh, what do they call that machine that fixes your auto-tune or any of that stuff. These guys are singing and harmonizing with what their universe gave them for their voice. Yeah. But then you get people like like um, Demi, Ariana, Selena, and people like, oh, they auto-tune all the time. It's like, no, have you listened um, to their isolated tracks? They Selena. I've listened to isolated tracks and hers are very clean. Okay, because maybe she's gotten better. I'm not a big Selena fan. But she for sure used to use auto tune. Like if you go to performances and like listen, she like used to lip sync. For uh, you, sure. you know it better than me too. But I've heard some of her stuff where it's just, just yeah. beautiful. I mean, <laughs> Taylor was the one that had a hard time when she first started singing. Oh singing yeah, live. Yeah, Demi has like always been killing it. So this is um um a Levotic thing. That's like the 
Lovato. The name for Demi Lovato fans, like Swifties for Taylor Swift. You cannot put Selena Gomez in the same category as Demi Lovato. Just well, saying. <laughs> and I can I can be taught also. I you don't hear as much from her. She's got one song where she does in a, a black and white video that just hits me to the core. And it's about her struggles and stuff. And yeah, so, I remember you um telling me about that. Yeah. And and just I love when you send Demi when when you said that thing about Demi this week, I just seen it and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to send it to Hannah because she's probably already heard it. And then yeah. all of a sudden it, it comes in like three minutes later. Yeah. She's coming out with a new documentary called Dancing with the Devil. And it's really like about her life since her relapse in 2018 when she died. Like, and she says she died. Like it was um, kind of an iffy thing. Like, did she die? Because like we knew she overdosed. So like we knew that there had been like a severe drug use. But we like you know, there was no, this is what happened. Let me come clear. So this is like her chance to say, this is what's going on. This is what led to it. And I am so excited because if you look at the trailer, like everyone is like, so you really like quote, they're like, you really want me to just be honest here? And they're like, yep, say everything. We're, we're just going to put it out there. So like I am, I just, I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for this documentary to come out because I think it's just going to be so eye-opening for what it's really like to be for like from her position um, in her life to like the way we put people up on a pedestal as she's a celebrity, but just also like what it's like to be a human as an addict or in recovery from an eating disorder and like trying to be vulnerable to, you know, be a strength for yourself, but not only like the whole world, like, oh my God, I'm so excited. So the, the thing is going to do, it's going to, it's going to put mental disease further on the map. Right. And it's going to help out because honesty is always going to be the best because people are going to say, well, they're not telling the whole truth. I know there's got to be more to it. It's like, just tell what happened. Yeah. And they are just going to go all out. You know, like they have like in the trailer, she's like, I'll just say it all. And then if we don't like it, we can cut it out. And then the director's like, no, we're not going to cut anything out. Like, we're just going to say it all. Yeah. Let it, let it fly. When you're comfortable, let it fly. Yeah. And, and let it, let it happen and stuff. And that'll be good. Well, you know, to wrap it up, what do you, what do you think? What do you think about music? Why, why is it so special? What are you going to listen to the first song when we get out of here? Um, I think when we're done, I want to make you listen to Heavenly Day because I, I don't know if you've heard it. I'm sure you've heard it because it's pretty popular. Uh, but like when you listen to it with the sunshine and the wind, like it just really has this effect. So that's the first thing we're doing. Um, but to wrap it up, you know, you know how music makes you feel. We've we've kind of shared how um, music has impacted our lives where it's been family oriented or it's taken us to a place where it's helped us through a dark time or when we're like driving up the canyon or, you know, concerts. So we've shared kind of our experience and we are hoping that you guys will be able to share your experience with music or a way it's impacted you guys um, on this week's post on Instagram, Hannah and Helves. Don't forget, be happy. Be happy.